0: Greetings, valued poll listeners, and welcome to episode ninety-six of the Polis Podcast, a bi-weekly show about comics, pop culture, and faith. My name is Chris Poirier, and with me, as always, is the one, the only, the magnificent.
1: Say a man.
0: <laughs> no. But it is Hector, Aww. and he yeah, <laughs> But he is here. Um, well, he's not here, he is there. He was here. Um in Maybe we should have recorded the show then and just really confused people, but I thought we were that, at, but you were busy. <laughs> we were standing in the same place at the same time. For the first and, time in like five years. Well, yeah. outside of uh redneck barbecue
1: lab. But yeah. Yeah,
0: that that's true. And that happened. There was barbecue and there were rednecks and it was good ah uh, but yes we are back uh it is 2024 at least that's what my computer tells me uh time is but a construct it's kind of like a rug i don't know um but we are back and we have comics to talk about um but we did have comics didn't we mm, well we might have to talk surprisingly
1: about that. <laughs> not as much for how long we've been gone like right it's like expecting future cars and like the 80s. <laughs> right. that I floored. want my hoverboard
0: and, and flying cars.
1: Yeah, I feel very Marty McFlyed over what comics I what I expected
0: comics to be like this month, and it was underwhelming. Great googly moogly. Um, yeah i I think I read a pile on my ketchup that used to be my weekly many moons ago, back in the day. So I, I mean, I guess that means we gotta we gotta jump in to our the not satellite of love. Um, the what? Yeah, I'm sorry if people are still not catching that this is an MST3K joke. <laughs> um, and the the spaceship they're on is called the Satellite of Love because is it, it really? It, I don't <laughs> think I ever noticed that. Yeah, no, they actually make that reference every now and then, which is super good. Is they're like, uh, meanwhile, on the Satellite of Love. Yep. um I have, it's been a hot
1: minute sir since i've even acknowledged mystery science theater 3000 like yeah, i appreciate a, the felicia days on it and i never
0: I, i'm a misty uh, and i have not i am not caught up in in current continuity so i am speaking from a joel
1: era i watched a lot of it because i knew it was the artistic thing to do not because <laughs> i enjoyed it and that's like i'm i was like i'm Am I this pretentious in my twenties? Yes. Yes. I am. <laughs> uh, so let me di- let me dial this back because I don't genuinely care.
0: I mean, uh, I go I go back to Joel, but I'm definitely a Mike Nelson guy. So if I just lost a bunch of listeners, I'm not sorry. He was the guy that wrote most of Joel's stuff. Jeez. <laughs> um. Anyway. Uh. So yeah, that means strap yourselves in and prepare yourselves for we've got comic sign.
1: for my expansion sets they call me Act like you know me son. Uh, yeah see we will eventually be that good but i'm gonna are. i'm gonna surprise you one day i'm going to like buy a neon sign and just like <laughs> pull the pull the chain look like michael scott <laughs> with his uh duff girl or whatever
0: on today's episode of the Pollist, uh we we have a show for you I don't know if it's great, wonderful or other adjectives here, but uh, it is the first of 2024 and we're going to hit the latest news that you need to know. Our must pull recommendations of what well made the list uh, and our favorite number ones or again, the ones that made the list and so much more. This is the pull podcast. (laughs)
1: Our favorites and the ones that made the list aren't always the same thing.
0: Sometimes. <laughs> and occasionally we throw it in there just to mess with you and be like, well, actually, this comic happened. So, yeah, let's see. What what happened over the month plus that we were gone? That is a lot of it. A lot of times it's, oh, this comic happened. Right. Yeah. Well, that happened. Um, well, co- comics happened. Um one of the biggest industry news things floated through while we were out because we were talking about it before we took the break. And that was, is IDW going to retain their TMNT, their Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles um, license? And somehow, by the grace of the comic book gods, they managed to get re-upped. And I'm just going to sit here with my shocked face because IDW's ship has literally been sinking. And I, I guess... You the assume powers. that
1: comics have poly deities. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh. there could be a
1: singular print, but go on. It's Mephisto. It's
0: always Mephisto. <laughs> He's like, ha, 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 "I will give them more IP." Um, so yeah, turtles are 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 chilling and I guess IDW gets a new lease on life at least in 2024 until well, they don't. Um, seeing as Image picked up the rest of their major IP at the end of last year. um, It's just, I'm kind of surprised that that hung out, but maybe somebody else didn't make a good deal or all the people involved said, this is where we be. And most of the people that are keeping Turtles alive are are a pretty tight crew. So this is my shocked slash not shocked face, but for different reasons. Well, it also comes to the fact that a lot of people that
1: our IDW readers when it comes to third party third party properties are pretty ride or die with it when it comes to stuff like Power Rangers and um even with Buffy's IDW run or Firefly. Um mm. some people just like say, Listen, I don't know if I'm ever gonna get another chance at this property.
0: So I'm hanging so, on. He- yeah, so here we are. Yeah. Yeah, well, so there you go. And I guess I didn't mean to put these so close to each other, but Kevin Eastman's obviously a big part of that decision. Right. Um, well, interestingly enough, one of Kevin's other projects that was kickstarted two years ago, three years ago, more. It's been a hot minute, uh, but Kevin and Ben Bishop's uh, project drawing blood, uh, which yeah. we talked about way back when is yeah, going into into regular syndicated print at Image um, later this year. So okay. if you didn't get a chance to read Drawing Blood when it happened, which follows the somewhat real and somewhat fictitious uh, life of a comic book artist's <laughs> uh, life that oddly seems a lot like something they created, Turtles, except it was the, what was it? It was the R's. It was the something radical ragamuffins the the cats um so there you go um but all kevin kevin and ben and i believe the other dudes Avalone, if i remember correctly uh so you'll get a chance to see that project um what else we got let's see um this is one that Go, go. Tell tell me. No, I was going to say, you're you're interrupting me with news. Please, the floor is yours, good sir. It's comics related.
1: (sighs) It's adjacent. It's adjacent. (laughs) Um, Have you seen the upsets in um, Marvel casting news lately? No. So, um, hold on. Let me read the names because I've wrote this (laughs) down for my news show for later. (gasps) Um, uh, Ayo Etterberry. Um, the young lady from your neon again, Dubs. Yes, 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 yes.
0: I did. Uh, I did actually hear about um, this, but go on.
1: Ayo Etta Berry, uh the young lady who just won like an Emmy and Golden Globe for the bear um, was she just departed the Thunderbolts. Yes. And has been replaced, which is an L. Um, personally and Thunderbolts like, is also like on its third director, if I recall. It's on its third director and um, second or third. It's still the, not a good thing. They also lost Steven Yoon. Yep. Um, as Sentry. Um, and so that's been a thing. But in recent recent news, uh, this week an entire plot line has been cut from Captain America Four. Woof. Um, everything's fine though. Everything's fine. Uh, <laughs> this you, is fine. <laughs> you're luminescent. Um, but uh, uh, the wrestler Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. Um, who has still been kind of doing well in the professional circuit lately in terms of just good entertainment value? Uh, apparently, was a member of the Serpent Society. Okay, in the he which was a villain arc going on in Captain America Four, and the entire Serpent Society portion of the story has been cut. So, uh, they cut out an entire crew of actors and every Seth Rollins scene was removed from the movie because all of the serpent society stuff was cut. So that's sad for me uh, in that terms. Cause my kids would have enjoyed one of my kids would have enjoyed that, but also I would have been happy to see him in an MCU film. But uh, yeah, so that's comics
0: adjacent comics adjacent in other media formats. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting.
1: Well, well, I don't Marvel's, know. I not... Yeah. Marvel's doing the hokey
0: pokey and trying to turn themselves around. Um, yeah. And. Mm-hmm. it It's kind of disappointing for how good it was. You almost pulled off three decades. <laughs> Apparently that was the limit. <laughs> um, also,
1: uh, Millie uh, Alcox. If I'm saying her name right. Uh, the young lady that is the younger queen and house of dragons. Oh, right. Has has been cast as Supergirl and Matthew Vaughn is, Matthew Vaughn is critical of that because, uh, how you cast in people
0: without a director,
1: (laughs) which which, turned to
0: Thunderbolts and carry on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One of these things is just like the other. Exactly. (laughs) Um, so I don't know about you, but what I've been clamoring for is for Rob Liefeld to write something just like he did in the nineties.
1: Have you though?
0: No, has anyone?
1: No. <laughs> I mean, well, um, do, do they not have feet? Do they have? Or, do they have mm, lots of
0: pockets? Mm, hmm. Big chest. <laughs> not in the way half of you just thought, because you either got that joke or you didn't. Just uh, Google Rob Liefeld and Captain America, and you'll get it. <laughs> My dude, like, had like <laughs> miners' lung or something. <laughs> Every time I see that picture and I'm like, well, at least it doesn't have feet. Um, But yeah, uh, he's taking a product he's calling Last Blood, which kind of feels like Brigade and half of the other things that he did at Image and is taking it over to creator owned whatnot, um, which I actually read a whatnot book this week, but it didn't make my list. So some interesting things going over there. It's another creator owned property, which are starting to pop up all over the place. And I am going to talk about once again, a very big creator owned company uh, towards the end of the show um, that I think is doing cool things. But yeah, so I guess if you're into images, nineties, complete wackiness of random feet, big, <laughs> big chest, not in the way you're thinking about it. And barrel chests, big barreled chest. Um, and probably lots of violence. Congrats. You're, you're going to get it, <laughs> I guess. What's it about? Um, I don't. Other than what I literally said, I don't know. Word? Because that was kind of the pitch. <laughs> Let me double check to make sure there's not like an actual storyline here. But like for any of his comics
1: or just that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's not nice. Oh, this is even better. It's tied to the fact that apparently Image has challenged his ownership of Youngblood. Ooh. So it's probably going to be Youngblood, but not. Okay. Yep. Did they ever settle the fable drama? Never heard anything about it again. And the last thing... yeah, Actually, yeah. Hmm. I'm going to have to think about going and trying to hunt that one down because... I have a feeling lots of lawyers. Yeah. That's probably why we haven't heard anything else. (laughs) Is the short answer to that one that uh, declaring public domain is not how public domain works, but we already did a show about, no, mm -mm, we already did it. (laughs) And our editing team did so great with the, yep. Nailed it. Killed it. Um, So my last bit of industry, actual news, and this is interesting to me and we can have a discussion about it um, because I have to preface this with I've only been casually reading Batman because I've just not been into it um, and have been a little concerned about its kind of randomness and it's very 1990s feel, which I get has an audience. But I also am very much so in, in the reality over here of that. That's not a lot of people. Right. You either loved all of the new 52 or you hated it. Um. And the current vibe has that vibe and sometime in the middle of last week. So in current time towards the end of January, um, the Batman group editor resigned, didn't get fired, resigned Um, to basically zero reasoning, no statements on either side and just rumors of where he's probably going. And Chris isn't saying that those two things might be related but I have a feeling that there is an editorial disagreement on direction currently that DC is trying to keep to themselves. What, 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 what could you be saying, Chris? I don't know. <laughs> just, just saying that I went from Batman was probably the best thing I've been reading for a very long time next to the daredevil. And both of those books made choices in the last couple of months. Choices were in fact made. Yep. <laughs> um, So, yeah, Ben Abernathy uh, was his name, if you didn't know. I did not know. And I don't think editors get enough love. You don't think you don't know. And he was technically a group editor, which means technically. He had the whole family and detective. Yeah, he might have had the entire slate, um, which would make sense that any of the bat books would fall under the bat group at D.C., the bat group. Um, But it is rumored Skybound might be the beneficiary of that resignation.
1: And I'm uh, assuming that allows a lot more creativity than...
0: I think Robert Kirkman would absolutely tell you it does. <laughs> I think that's probably his sale pitch on everything. Okay. So that happened. But I I suppose kind of transitioning into our comics, we have to once again have this conversation of what the heck is going on? <laughs> um, I'm going to signpost this with Uh, My local comic shop recently is kind of like, hey, can you not only pick up your books, but like we need a lot of help financially to kind of make it through the new year because business ain't what it was. And dude, I I,
1: I straight up when I was in your town, I wanted to go buy your shop, but like hours and stuff. Yeah, I
0: almost sent you the address because I was thinking the same thing. Um, But. Yeah, and I know it's not isolated to him. I'm hearing other shops kind of say the same thing that when you walk in and you look at the big two, which are taking up the most rack space, I'm not seeing a move. And this is one comic fan saying I barely read new stuff because they just haven't even come close in months. Um, The new ultimate series Dude, I, feels a little better.
1: It does. It feels like. Um, everything new at Marvel feels like, Hey, remember when old
0: man Logan did well? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, let's try that. Hey, let's see if that works again. Um, okay. That's, that's very comic books, but also no bad comic book editor bad. (laughs) Um, and then same thing at DC that they started really good on the Donna DC turn. Uh, I felt like. And then a lot of books just kind of made me go, okay, right. I'm going to give my honorable mention here because I think it's important. Wonder Woman's actually pretty good. Wonder Woman. Listen, every, dude. Okay.
1: Everything that's still good uh, at Marvel to me right now is Zdarsky, even though he's straddling lanes. Yep. And uh, Tom King is still writing the best stuff at DC, yeah. even though it's not Batman proper. Right. But, but but between pain, Penguin and Wonder Woman,
0: dude's just like covering new ground. Yeah. And honestly, I don't think I've had a Wonder Woman book hold me this long. That wasn't like, you know, an event or a special. So, yeah, it's worth a mention. It just the books fell in weird order in terms of whether they were going to make my list of limited five comics. Um, and it's extremely well drawn. But a lot of the other stuff isn't either of those things. (laughs) Um, And that just feel. And of course the cost of comics continue to go up, but in a small ish town, like where I'm at uh, my poor comic book uh, dude can't get anyone to read anything indie. (laughs) And the rest of us out here are are like, that's what's keeping the industry alive. (laughs) That's where the good stories are being told right now. (laughs) Um, So it's, it's very strange because we're, we're seeing this dip in, in comic readership. And I wish I had more numbers to back that up. I think I'm going to look into that heavier for next episode because there are websites out there that are doing the tracking, but I assume the big two are probably still on top of the list, but I bet their overall numbers are starting to dip. If I had to just take a guess, looking at the landscape,
1: listen, my
0: guy, my dude,
1: if uh, uh, if Marvel can't, Yeah, my brother in Christ. Um, If Marvel can't keep its own self-treading water in a cinematic universe where the all Marvel content is automatically streamed into every kid's household through Disney Plus. Uh
0: From the era uh, of
1: good stories that we still have decades worth of telling. From the stuff we still have nostalgia over how great it was. And if they can't keep people's attention that way rut row come on rut row
0: yeah so that's a thing yeah i and i wish i could figure it out but it's definitely impacting how i buy comics other than to say that i'm giving i am more likely to give a new uh indie creator or creator owned imprint a chance than the big two right now (laughs) well i think a lot of it is dude um
1: you know how like everybody kind of freaked out when the original star wars series came out
0: yeah yeah
1: and then fast forward 20 years later um 30 years later whatever a lot it was, of years we we the prequels drop and they're like eh and everybody hated the prequels <laughs> what happened and then it took the point where we had to get like another 20 years past the prequels for people to start appreciating them I think we've officially hit the point of saturation where no matter what we drop right now, it's not going to be appreciated and people aren't going to start appreciating this stuff again until they've had some time away from it.
0: That could be because we there's (laughs) you certain because like you said, because of Disney Plus and other things there, you were certainly getting more than enough of it. And then poor DC's over there like, hey, we released a movie over Christmas. Remember? Uh, Oops!
1: aquaman 2 came out like an awkward family dinner in the middle of a divorce Ooh. like listen kids i know <laughs> you don't want to have christmas dinner at whoever's house <laughs> but we have to because that's what the judge said that's what aquaman 2 felt like here's black manta again no you know what it was here's randall park yeah oh it's like wait why does randall park who is like still mcu canon showing up as an awkward scientist in slash protagonist in aquaman 2 like main character energy like (laughs) um the same reason that You know, in Blue Beetle, Harvey Gillen played the most racially stereotypical Hispanic scientist sidekick. Like, are y'all just, like, throwing darts at an ethnicity board Mm. and hoping we ignore character? Mm. God
0: bless you and your family. Mm. (laughs) As he sips his coffee. (laughs) So, yeah, comics is still a really weird space, but there's Still, lots of really good stories being told, so we continue to be torn, kind of down the middle. But that's why we want to talk about it and talk honestly. Um, and you know, that's that's the kind of stuff we're going to bring to you um, during the news. I think I think
1: some bitterness might have set in over the holidays, man. Ooh. Have, have we met?
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. Yeah, so that's what you need to know, at least for now. That's our biweekly look at the industry and delivering you the insider knowledge. As always, you can join in on the conversation on the Love Thy Nerd Discord, the Love Thy Nerd Facebook community, or, you know, send smoke signals to um, Hector because eventually he'll become really discord-fluent. And I, I
1: have looked at and responded to everything that's tagged me.
0: I'm gonna need everyone to add us yes. and validate that we're gonna need the fact yes. check. Um at at me <laughs> and I will respond. respond. Um and hey, and on comics
1: news, by our next episode, I'll have comics. Oh,
0: say it's not gasp. so gasp. Gasp. Um so yeah, tell us what you liked, what you hated, or if Hector's actually answering his virtual messages. Um, I, I'm doing it. Or probably all the things that we missed, including digital mes- messages, because I probably missed some this time around. I'm just going to be. Yeah. Uh, so tell us about some some comic books that you read over the last month or so and why they didn't suck. Hope, hope, also hopefully. Also mystique, <laughs> entire
1: backstory changed. <sighs>
0: Isn't all X-Men's backstory changed at this point? No, seeing as it's the only thing
1: X-Men wants to talk about. This is different. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. <sighs> yeah,
0: hit me. What you got?
1: Okay. So uh, we are pulling from our uh, entire break series. Yes. And I'm gonna dip back and forth. I'm gonna some I'm gonna do with most mine, recent.
0: Some of mine ended up recent-ish, but yeah. Most
1: recently uh, is Penguin Number Six. Um, it's the beginning of a new Penguin arc.
0: Ah, is he still um, randomly killing people with great violence and pithy quotes? Yes, <laughs> but in a different time era.
1: Oh, ooh. This is basically Penguin Year One. Tom King, you rascal! You rap scallion! Like what was this one called? Um, An unimportant man, Part One. Ooh, this is literally step one of penguins uh, rise to power slash crime, where he gets a job as the bartender at Falcone's bar. Got it. Where so. they do all their dirt and business and um, where he started as a janitor and worked his way up in three years to become a bartender.
0: So we're going back and telling the story that Gotham actually told us as a TV show ish. They fast forwarded in some of it, but that that was part of the time period that they decided to throw that penguin in.
1: Now, I have lots of criticism of Gotham, the show.
0: Oh, yeah. Same.
1: But but I'll say this. They did some good storytelling and creative things.
0: Um, I just wish they the the shark jumping was Joker for me in that entire show. If they had just left that one alone, they might have been OK. <laughs> yeah. Because Riddler was great, Penguin was great, even Jim Gordon was great. Like as a yeah. police procedural, loved it.
1: Um, but this has him uh, as an, a bartender that's getting abused by the Falcons, that and <laughs> him him living with a crazy lady, um, who was one of his former foster mothers. Um, yep. And so he turns to Batman to start giving Batman information on the Falcons so he can take them down Mm -hmm. in exchange for money to take care of his mother or the lady he's. Right. Interesting. And And Batman's like, that's not your mom. Which, by the way, (laughs) um, (laughs) uh, like literally first instance, bro, that's not your mom. Um, What's really funny to me is this plays out almost exactly like one of the current plot lines of the season five of Fargo.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Um, and some of the stuff that's going on because um, I jumped on Fargo because uh, Keely Jones was the main character in this one. It it and wasn't uh, because
0: of Ham, huh? <laughs> it, was, it was Keely. Got it.
1: It was. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> John Hamm was great. And um, also the dude from uh, Stranger Things, Steve from Stranger Things, was the main character
0: in it. I'm going to have um, to break down and go back to this because I've contemplated it. Dude, I
1: watched all 5 seasons since our break. <laughs> and um and Fargo was a delight. Um as a series. But especially season 3, man. Um but anyway, this matches up with Fargo season 5 in terms of storytelling, but the the this whole issue focuses around Penguin just basically playing Batman and the Falcones to do the dirty work. He had Batman eliminate the entire Falcone family so he could rise up. That's dope. And I don't want to spoil it, but the ending regarding the mom uh, that he has through the whole issue, like, further cements that Tom King is better at writing villains than we are at imagining villains. Um, I, I think I'm cool with that. Yeah, me too. I mean, because here's the thing. I, I One of the things I loved most about Tom's writing is that he makes heroes better yes the double dates with clark and lois and selena and bruce
0: still one of my favorite books like ever
1: uh wonder woman and batman trapped in another dimension and actually having to have integrity in their intimacy um yeah that was wild batman and the unjust judge um the, the story with that um he makes our heroes better but in the same breath he makes our villains way scarier
0: He 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 makes them real, which I think is what makes them scary. Uh, That Riddler book and One Bad Day—that was going to be the one I was just thinking about. (laughs) But I'm
1: saying this issue, and you can you can jump you can if you haven't read any of the Penguins, you can jump in at issue six and start like Penguin Year One. It was dope. Um, This is not a surprise, um, but Uncanny Spider-Man number five, um, which dropped in December, finished out the story as. Nightcrawler's run at being a Spider-Man and also trying to deal with his mystique past. Right. And is having, this, is a, this where they changed it? No, they changed it in X-Men blue. Number one, maybe of course they um, did. it was a, so it was a book and it sold out because of that. Um, but I will mention that just for continuity standards. Um, but you get you. And by the way, I'm just going to go ahead and lay this out here. Um, this is a five-issue run. This is the whole thing. And I'm going to say this. This is one of the best packaged and presented complete stories I've read from Marvel in forever. In terms of this was fun, this was entertaining. Five issues deep, I didn't regret a single one. Oh, so re-editing, there was one good thing at the big two. Maybe two, if we're counting Penguin. <laughs> um, Yeah, so... Uh Ultimate Spider Man or Uncanny Spider Man was dope. Um and like Nightcrawler Spider-Man was enough, but they played enough things, there's enough hopefulness that this was just a refreshing Nightcrawler book, especially coming out of all the stuff that we were having on Krakoa. Um that being said, if you let me look in my Kindle app to tell you what that was, because I had to buy it on Kindle because I couldn't buy it in a store. Womp womp. Um womp womp. And um, but it's one of the last things I bought. It is, yeah, I was right. X Men Origins Blue Number One, um, and this changed Mystique's entire canon, um, not just the origin story of Nightcrawler. Um, I remember reading back in the early two thousands when uh they officially established that Mystique was Nightcrawler's mom, and that his dad was Azazel. Or some red demon, you know, person that his dad was a demon mutant thing and his mom was Mystique. They've officially changed Mystique's canon to now when Mystique's shape shifts, she fully changes her DNA, not just the appearance. Oh, dang. So with every shape shift, she's not just appearing as someone. She's fully becoming that person down to the genetic level. That's crazy. So, they retconned the story of Nightcrawler's origins that not only is Mystique now Nightcrawler's mom, she's also his dad. Oh. Because Mystique had a... Yes. While Mystique was married to the dude that we originally saw in Light, in Nightcrawler's origin story, she had a secret female uh, person of affection. And she shapeshifted into a man and impregnated hit her wife or girlfriend, whatever it was. I had only read it once. And that's where Kurt was born. So Mystique is now his her his mom slash dad. <laughs> it's like, like it, it's got and it. And so, yeah, that's a, that's a big old retcon. Um, yeah, And an interesting life choice in terms of story. Um, but that's an X-Men Origins Blue number one, which is why it sold out. Um, that would do it. Uh, Wonder Woman number four. Yep. Uh, now, this is not the most current Wonder Woman. There is a five not. and five is her recruiting or trying to trying her. not to her f- five is her trying to get all the Wonder Girls to stay out of the fight while the bad guys are recruiting all the bad guys. Yep. Um to specifically take down Wonder Woman. Yep. Um
0: spoiler alert didn't end that way. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but it was still a good issue. Yes. Issue four was the better issue.
1: It's the, it's the better of issue of like the whole month of November um or December. Um is Wonder Woman uh spending a whole issue with a make a wish kid. Yep. Uh, they have some conversations about identity and love and religious values and things like that that might make some people uneasy or yes. it might challenge the people or uncomfortable. Um, but watching Wonder Woman spend a whole issue with a Make-A-Wish kid while the world's trying to tear her
0: apart. Right. When she has her own problems, which, which is pretty interesting. She
1: has her own problems and she's choosing to spend the whole day with a Make-A-Wish kid in even the parents are douches. and. Yeah are upset but like this left me in tears um as i'm reading it and good on you if you make me cry with a comic book god bless you and your family you did um and it did and then for my hot conversation or hot con con, uh not confrontational what's the word uh we're gonna argue about it um (laughs) she hulk or, or daredevil number five Uh, which features a statuesque drawn She-Hulk parading Matt Murdock all over New York, overeating. A lot. A lot. (laughs) Um, Like, where she's just dragging him from food place to food place, eating mountains of ramen, all these things. Um, And, like, as you're reading this, like, the first thing I was like, that's a little unlike she Hulk. And then the longer the issue goes on, you're like, what this is, this is either the worst written she Hulk or something's wrong. And, you know, then we get to the trope of where this storyline has been going in these five issues. Um, is that yet another demon has possessed one of Matt Murdoch's associates like Elektra got possessed. Um, ben Urich got possessed and now She hope gets possessed, and what it turns out is uh, Matt is being pursued by the seven deadly sins. Ah, and yes, and so the seven deadly sins are infiltrating the lives of Matt Murdock. Um, I already his, saw this like, anime.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> what? Sorry. Um, and but again, Daredevil defeats. Uh, this demon with quoting scripture and uh, having having a big splash page about how he's a man of God. Now, this has some of the better writing of this five-issue arc so far, but it's still not the best. Um, Chris said that the art is a borderline uh, bad Adam Hughes yeah.
0: She I mean, I understand. I I was on the this is the worst She-Hulk story I've ever read until the end. And even then I was still like, I don't like it. And well, I think it's because like they decided to do uh, Iron Beach version. She-Hulk on top of that. And yeah, she again, looked, like- this is this is the 1990s again thing that. I've been talking about even over at DC that this entire book has been the, you've pulled me straight out of like a really kind of heavy story to what is happening. Well, and to, uh, and I do think
1: that giving you the beach version of she Hulk um, when it's actually the spirit of gluttony. Yeah. Like what does gluttony want? It wants all the food, but it wants to be super hot. <laughs> and so I felt like that was a good dynamic. Um, but I get why it felt wonky in that capacity. But looking at it through the lens of what the twist was, it was fun. Plus, I love Daredevil and She-Hulk together. It's um, Mephisto. It's Mephisto. Bro, it will be. <laughs> and you know it. It's going to be Mephisto.
0: Please tell me what you read and sort of enjoyed. Oh, I enjoyed all of them. Just one of the, one them is going to be interesting. So, But um, y'all going to get tired of me saying it, but this local, means... Local man? Yeah, No, actually... It's still pretty yeah. it's still pretty good and super wild but um it's almost that road that road book what is it oh yeah well all right keep up
1: rare flavors
0: <laughs> rare flavors the candleism which is which <laughs> so um <laughs> again we get to talk about how each issue makes you go do i hate this guy slash probable cannibal that's maybe not a cannibal but the like i did mention in the last time you know spoilers not spoilers that we clearly learned he is some type of immortal demon um as these demon hunters are kind of like following him through all of his little escapades and that after each regular food dish he's been outlining um a dead person shows up and they did a really good job in the first two issues of well did he do it you just don't know um and so full spoiler alert, because I'm unpacking this, this thing as we go. Um, yeah, it's a cannibal book. <laughs> Good for uh, you. Um, and so he gets caught red handed finally by the other videographer that he's brought along with him. And the guy's like, oh, God, it is true. <laughs> and it's kind of like the demon is like, um, I, I I told you that because <laughs> he kind of did at the end of Keep the, up, uh, my guy. The other. Right. And so the demon hunters are there and this book opens up with the demon hunters are going to carve him up and cook him. So that's that's an angle. Um, I, this book is so wild to me between how well drawn it is and we're following this guy that you they have created a certain amount of empathy for what is truly probably not the good guy, but that the demon hunters are definitely not the good guy. Um, which is an interesting piece of this. But I just want to leave you with a quote from the end of this book because we saw this setup coming. And it's because, like I said, there's these entire sections where he goes through and he talks about the preparation of the particular dish that he's following for that issue um, and how it's made and everything. Like, I think you almost could cook some of these based on the fact that I think the full recipe usually is mentioned somewhere, which is, a really neat just, twist on this leave out the human R- no what y- yes but no um
1: yes legally government yes I mean, leaving out the human that that's not actually and the dish is not suggesting no, murder no, or no, or, no, pod, no, no. or
0: you know cannibalism um, the thing that's really wild is i don't think these things are designed to swap the quote unquote meat out of the the dishes i think the dishes truly are appreciated for what they're supposed to be by the demon But if you go back and look at all three issues, when he talks about the dish, he talks about the particular chef that came up with it. And if you notice, yes, there is a huge amount of detail about that person's life in each of the explanations on top of them explaining making the actual dish. I'm setting all this up because even though it is really whacked out, This quote kind of puts it all together and he's like, no, no, no. He's like, you're supposed to listen to me. It's like, you're trying to make it seem like I'm some kind of evil demon. And it's like, yeah. (laughs) Um, But I was trying to show you something. It is. It's the people. It's always been the people. People are the single most beautiful, delicious and flavorful things I've ever encountered in my near eternal life. Don't you see? Mm. And it's like. I am now fully uncomfortable, and you have successfully literally walked that past us for two and a half issues, (laughs) making us question whether the thing we thought it was truly was the thing it was. It's truly the thing we thought it was, but there's three more books in this, which tells me there is more to where this is going. That is the most whacked out thing I think I've read in a while. And this is not in the vein of an ice cream man or any of the other like really creepy books that are making a huge splash in comics right now. I don't know what to do with that information, but this is still a really interesting book because of that, because Rom is either incredibly demented or incredibly brilliant or both. (laughs) So, yeah. So speaking of demented things, (laughs) Oh no, the Indies are really not doing me any favors. Um, Sacrificers continues to unfold. So the Sacrificers is that dude that goes around collecting basically young children from all the random folk across the land so that they could be harvest of their youth and their joy for a series of now immortal gods that are immortal because of this process. Because otherwise they age like everyone else and die.
1: So Um, the public school
0: system. Yes. (laughs) What? Um. The child of the gods has kind of been on the periphery of this story since the beginning. And she follows the the lead sacrificer dude out because, you know, he kind of stormed out of a meeting in the last book and thought that he was doing something evil, Um, that he had killed her mother, because unfortunately you find out in this process that the sun God is married to the moon God and the moon God stopped taking the stuff and has been aging. And everyone's like, why is your wife getting old and everyone else is cool. It's because he eclipsed her. (laughs) Oh, um, I'm sorry. Um, but in him getting really angry and killing the moon, um, he uttered the phrase, you will never eclipse me again.
1: Bro, I did it. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote this issue. Yeah.
0: Brought to you by Hector. Um, yeah, that happened. <laughs> and I was just like, oof. <laughs>
1: Go me. Um, Small it's from, it's from these ears of Pokemon names.
0: Yeah. So, anyway, um, so the daughter goes after, you know, the basically executioner dude. And he uses the little, um, they use these chairs that look like, you know, the, I'm, I'm getting a blowout um yeah. things that suck the joy literally out of children and kill them um he's like cool well guess what my machine does other things and throws the god in there and what he gets out of that is basically the essence of the gods and he's like i'm gonna finally become a god because i was promised that and that's why i've been killing all these kids for them um so he fattened up the God so he could take the full God power. No, cool. didn't fatten him up. He he just killed the God's child because it's like, you're annoying and you have what I need. Okay, um, And everyone else is like, this is a bad idea. And it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, in story writing world, this feels like a bad idea. But at the same time, the pigeon dude that we've been following through the rest of the story actually breaks out of the little holding cell. That sounds and- like somebody's TikTok, bro. Right. And literally like rolls in during this fight and is like, oh, that's the that's the god princess lady. I should help her, even though I hate her for reasons Um, and accidentally gets the god juice splashed on him. And so I think you can figure out where that end of this issue ended up. And that's that the least of these is now got the power of a god and isn't supposed to. And is kind of angry about everything. So I still kind of want to see how this all plays out. That's the only time that I sat there and went. That that's pretty obvious. As it was happening, it's like got it. <laughs> no one's getting what they want, <laughs> and literally the weakest and lowest of all the characters, but has good integrity. Suddenly has the power of a god. That happened. Okay, there you go. Um. So back over to Jeff Lemire is writing a ton of books right now. Uh, Tentiment as his uh, horror book is off my list because that shark way jumped. Way weird. Not I don't tra- think I made it past issue two. Not tracking. Um, did not do as good as Gideon Falls in making me go, at least I want to know where this goes. Dude, um, I don't think I finished a whole
1: Amir book outside of uh, Maze. Okay. No, knock.
0: Maze was good. Yeah. But it's just like, yeah. So, Phantom Road. That guy's most likely the devil. <laughs> um, and he showed back up. So... The place that the two worlds intersect in Phantom Road are um, basically their equivalent of a Bucky's, Um, which still is really funny to me and is very much obviously on purpose. Uh, In the last book, the bear that is part of it's like Billy, Billy Bear or something like that is the name of the place instead of Bucky's. Um, Billy Bear shows up as an autonomous being killing the zombie things and helping them and really weirds everybody out (laughs) Um, because it doesn't really say why, (laughs) but all the different stories that are interacting here, they're still taking the alien egg slash something to Golgotha. And this dude keeps showing up saying, yeah, keep doing that and don't trust anyone else you come into contact with. And the problem is the last time that they saw another being is Billy bear at the end of his little, murderous um protect them campaign turned into an angel think think archangel michael not seven eyes and seven wings and all that word word and only one of the two humans saw now, it now are are we on um like uh john travolta michael or like... <laughs> no <laughs> okay cool cool cool, We're, cool centurion cool. armor and and whole nine type thing
1: Okay, cool, cool,
0: cool. Um, But only one of the people saw it. And she's like, I don't know what to do with this information because when they run into, they call him Hawaii because of his Hawaiian shirts. Yes. But um, he's like, don't trust anything you see or do. I'm the only person trying to help you. And I'm like, yep, that's the devil. (laughs) Um, Right. That and when the trucker. Go on on theology. (laughs) Right. the, the, The trucker like threatens him once and he just looks at him and he's like, you're going to not want to do that ever again. (laughs) And I was just like, that's dope. (laughs) Um, but also back in the real world, we're still following the FBI agents that have just learned about this. The, the group that knew this, which was her father and her partner. And you see a photo in a file of that dude wearing a men in black suit with her father. They just kind of drop that one and move on. Okay. Um, so, there are so many things going on here, and I have no idea where any of them are going, and that's why I'm like, okay, Jeff, you you either you land this because it's either going to be fantastic or it's going to crash and die. Yep, and that's what I'm that's what I'm most worried about right now is because either that's going to be a wow, that was really good, or it's going to be like, ooh, all the right, all the right stuff made it into the pot, and nope, and. <laughs> eh. My final it's like, ones
1: it's like in the Pokemon games when you throw a bunch of ingredients in the pot. Right. And then it like does it shake, shake, shake. And then it's like dubious food. That and Zelda.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was going to say Zelda is the other one. it will be like, hmm. Yeah, and Link looks like he's going to chuck. Yeah, right. It's exactly that. That's how we know. Um, my fourth is really easy. Star Wars Throne Alliances. Um, I saw that drop. How so the it? reason I'm not going to spend a lot of time here is this is literally a graphic retelling of the book by the same name. Um, it's sitting on my shelf. Somebody brought it to I me mean, the other day. But that said, Zahn is writing it with um, Hauser. So both, I mean, Zahn obviously <laughs> wrote it. So he should know a thing or two. But Jody Hauser is also really good. So she nerdy. Um, mm hmm. It's well drawn. So if you want to see that story, you know, in not movie but in cool colors and everything, Over this the actually takes nine years yeah, As they tell yeah. it. <laughs> it doesn't look like it's gonna take that long. Um, okay. this is honest and pretty dope. So if you're nice. you love you love the thrawn like I do, this this is actually one of the cooler stories. Um, somehow thrawn returned. No, no. (laughs) There's always a reason Thrawn returned. (laughs) Um, But what this is, is a current story that actually flashes back to when Thrawn meets Anakin. And that's why it's called alliances is because it starts with the emperor being like, Hey Vader, I need you to go with grand admiral here to take care of this thing on a planet. Um, And so the debate is, does, is this an underhanded move of, the emperor to tell Thrawn and Vader that he knows both of their past. Um, and also whether the two of them will admit that they free a lot that obviously Vader slash Anakin knows, but Thrawn's basically like, I know who you are, bro. <laughs> um, Because Thrawn's like, you fight the same way as the. He, there's lots of comments throughout this entire story that will come up where Thrawn's like, you fight like somebody I know invaders like, no, <laughs> but it's actually a really good story. Um, it's a, it's also a Padme story, um, which gives lots of credit to how Padme actually can be if written. Well, hit hit me with that new shiny number one. Um, so yeah, I we're did still doing a show here. Keep up. Sorry. <laughs> oh my,
1: I was going to draw a diglet coming out of a toilet. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say what's popping. Um, <laughs> check my check my insta feed, it'll be there. Um, but <laughs> it will it will happen. It will happen. Um, I did Moon Man number one solely because it was written by Kid Cudi and I was interested to see what a rapper had to say in this capacity because most rap comic books end up being here's a, here's how I'm a rapper and saving the world, not a superhero story um and if you go to the <laughs> not a superhero story well like no no offense but like dmx or dmc's book was like hey how can i be a rapper and a superhero like i wanted to see if it was gonna be something different um which by the way turn your neon down
0: <laughs> i can't
1: uh but uh he says at the back of the book um which by the way because chris had his his muggle moment with this. I
0: had a big muggle moment on this one.
1: Okay. I, cause the front of the book says kid Cuddy presents moon man. And then he's like, but he didn't write it. Somebody else wrote it. Um, his, his, uh, kid Cuddy's government name is Scott Muscutty. Which, and yeah, which,
0: (laughs) but look, man, I still (laughs) stick with a, if you slap presents on it, it usually means it's only inspired by, yeah and i get that um but he says oh yeah back of the book, i muggled out bad on that one yeah
1: because he tried to he wanted to like use his government name for writing not his rap name but uh it says moon man is a character for the people yes <laughs> i wanted to make a hero that represented all that was good in the world and followed a man on a journey of self-discovery when i was a kid reading comics i used to dream of one day that i could make my own hero my own world and i'm finally living another childhood dream now Moon man is yours he is your hero for the people for the planet for the universe um and it it's giving you a setup of a universe and a space mishap um a dude who ends up with some powers um i mean it's there I, what I'll say is this there's nothing new here yeah it um there's nothing new here um but it's differently packaged And you can tell it's being written by somebody that's not just like trying to give you another thing. I feel like there's some some heart and originality to it. And given the fact this is coming from a musician slash rapper slash actor, if you call that what he did in Bill and Ted three, you know. And this one almost made my list because it's also beautifully drawn. It is beautifully drawn. And uh, one of... uh, There was a Netflix series uh, that looks like Into the Spider-Verse. Yes. And he's the... He's one of the people behind that. That was what I think propelled me to read this. Um, I don't hate it. Um, I would more likely pick this up in trade than I would in
0: uh, single issues. That might be fair. There cuz yeah the whole thing of them like clearly they they work for you know an Elon g- Musk or a Bezos space you see the problem is they call they call they're like everybody hates you and I'm sitting here like well which one? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh, it's funny.
0: <laughs> uh I don't I'm not
1: sure if you're aware of this like Janus was the name of a two-faced roman god. Yeah, but there was a whole Batman story arc oh, around a Janice. Um, but Janice currently, bro, currently in real world time is the name of a company that works with military fleets. That, that checks out and also not surprised. <laughs> um, so like, as I'm reading this, I'm like, these are the people that like do all the behind the scenes stuff for the Navy and the air force and stuff. Yeah. And so it's just like, okay, you going to get shot. <laughs> I am familiar
0: with the Janus group. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway they were in space and the the whole premise is they come back apparently and it's because something happened all of them are missing 7 minutes of their life but they're like everything's cool except he has superpowers now and wears
1: some kind of funky space suit to hide his identity and uh you only get like a 3 second glimpse into him being a hero but
0: yeah it's at the it's the release is at the reveal is at the end such that it were all right, what's your number one? My number one is a cheat, but I will take it. You either get that or you don't. We <laughs> installed
1: that light switch so you can turn the lights on and off, not have a rave. <laughs>
0: um, Ghost Machine number one is. Technically an anthology book, but it's an introduction to the entire Ghost Machine universe, which I think I ended. Wait, are Ghost in last... the Machine? No, or Ghost, Ghost Machine. Okay. Um, is the imprint of the unnamed universe, which has been Geiger, Junkyard Joe, all that stuff that a handful of us were like, these are really good. Um, this outlines the entire unnamed universe, which is this concept of this alternate history slash everything. So Geiger's part of it, a character named Redcoat, um, which is British um, army dude from back then that basically time freezes for in 1776. And he comes all the way forward. Um, there's uh, some stories about the future um, books called Rook Exodus
1: and
0: it's got cool. Oh, that's pretty. Art has, and action-y has type stuff. Nice well, here's stuff. the thing. So I I hit the – and they're also like – and here's our – they have this thing called Family Odysseys where they have two books that are families of super-like people that kind of get in zany adventures and everything. There's almost basically a Quantum and Woody-like thing in here. Like I hit the end of this book and went, Valiant? And – but when it was good. Um, Oh, you don't say right and so I'm just flipping through all these things and I was like this is another one of those I would probably read most of these books and it has a very valiant feel across the thing but yeah it's another creator owned it's technically an image imprint but we're talking Jason Favak Gary Frank Brian Hitch Jeff Johns Lamont McGee uh, Francis Manipole Brad Meltzer Ivan Reese like Boy, I haven't had a Brad Meltzer book in a while. Right. Peter Tomasi. And you just keep going. And I'm like, okay. And I'm here for it because Junkyard Joe was really good. Um, Geiger started out really good. But looking at the other stuff that they're unfolding, like here's, here's a picture from the Red Goat,
1: Yeah, that was one of the things that got mentioned in our response stuff on the socials. Yep.
0: And that's why I'm just like, but even the kids' books, there's basically a teenager buddy-up book um, that's in the family series. But you hit the very end of this book, and there's also – we're going to do super scary one or two books as well. So Ghost Machine shows up, and they're like, we're doing all the things, and we're doing it good. And I'm like, what just happened? <laughs> okay. Um. So I think you're going to hear me utter that ghost – Ghost machine even more and the unnamed universe even more because this feels like all of the right things you want to pull out of the 90s. (laughs) Um, That sounds good, actually. Right. And that Gary Frank art for like half of it (laughs) is just I, I mean, I'm a major Watchmen fan, so not. Yeah.
1: All right. Because the art you want is either Gary Frank or Lisa Frank. That's fair. Uh, so yeah, that. Do you remember who Lisa Frank is? No, I got nothing. Oh, <laughs> she's the lady that did the funky neon pattern binders in the eighties, <gasps> and the folders and stuff with like dolphins and weird.
0: I that shepherd keeper.
1: Yes, that's that's <laughs> Lisa Frank. Let's go. <laughs> um. So yeah, core memory unlocked.
0: Yeah, <laughs> achievement unlocked. Uh, so uh, we're back. Get uh, back. and that's yeah we make that joke every time and i tried really hard to be like i'm just naming this episode that again <laughs> but i'm not doing it because that would be like three seasons in a row <laughs> where that's the episode title yeah <laughs> yeah don't do it am i gonna do am i gonna push it that way in the socials yes <laughs> absolutely um but that is in fact gonna do it for us here at the polis podcast episode 96 is now Oh, wait on. wait wait wait. Oh, wait. no, no hector said no never mind uh we're back
1: his, we asked um. So, uh, from the community, special um, thoughts with Hector. Uh, uh, Viridian Toothy Cow on Discord. Say what? <laughs> That's the Discord name. Okay. Um. Uh. Said. Um. A Returner's magic should be special. Um. And Alpha Core have been dope. Um. Ed Edwin Rivera says. Um. Wolverine number four was bonkers. And Re- resurrection of Magneto was beautifully written. Um, well, I did. Magneto
0: not... was right. So, yeah.
1: What? Yeah. <laughs> Always. <laughs> um, and
0: Kevin Connolly
1: says Ghost Machine, Redcoat Rockefellers. um, yep. You know what you just iterated on. He said Batman and Santa was better than it had any right to be.
0: Um. <laughs> si- I did hear that Silent Night was actually worth it, but I just can't bring myself to buy something.
1: <laughs> the um Superman um story and the Batmite thing was really good. I posted that uh outline on Faith and Fandom. Um and uh let's see. And um Ultimate Spider Man, uh Andy O said. Uh and I di- I will say this, uh it didn't make my pull, but the Ultimate Spider Man book was, I feel like, a good story. Yeah. That's what I gathered. I-
0: I just feel like I need some more before I care. That's fair. Yeah. This was brought to you by listeners like you.
1: Da-da-da-da-da, PBS graphics and sound.
0: The more you know. No, that's something different. Anyway. Yeah. Um Make sure that you check us out in all of the places we are on the YouTube. So that means if you're not staring at us awkwardly while listening to it, then are you really experiencing the show? Um. But
1: it's true. If you you didn't see me kick my foot on my desk and try not to say words, um, you (laughs) missed it.
0: Yeah, you missed it. Um, But as many of you know, we do not take this epic journey of nerdy stuff and podcasts alone. We do so along with all the other shows at and on the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network, which is, well, two-thirds Hector at this point. But it's still awesome, and we have lots of other friends doing other cool stuff over there. So you want to see stuff about role-playing games or Matt talking about random nerdy things, or Hector talking about quite literally all of the things, just in different formats. All of these. Um, You yes. should jump on over there. The next episode has a rapper. Uh, we don't have rappers, man. Yeah, yeah. Um. So be sure to visit lovethatnerd.com for more information, previous episodes, and maybe you'll find your something new and cool to listen to and or watch. And as always, in the new year of 2024 of our Lord. Um, Hector and I want to thank you for choosing us as your primary comic book knowledge factory uh, on the mostly near weekly. uh, Well, it's biweekly and we do pretty good about that now. Five years in, we finally did it. Um, Hey, because we have great support yeah we do uh so don't leave us hanging rate review the show uh on your podcasting app of choice we're on itunes spotify stitcher radio probably a bunch of other places too because we are slowly taking over the internet one hour of comic book nerdiness at a time so thanks for listening and remember kids read, read more, more comics. comics i'm gonna take all seven continents the the game of risk the master of epic duels I can feel your-